Piper's Picks TV. Day two of our trip to Hollywood. This is so cool. We got off of 18 hours yesterday. We were up super early in the morning for an in-depth analytical analysis of two fortuitous foes. That's right, we're headed out to see Duper's Merchant Major Monogram. With the help of Secret Agent Stephanie, hi Stephanie, we were able to cross a meeting between the two rivals and get a super cool interview with none other than the creators of Phineas and Ferb, Dan Poppenmeyer and Swampy Mars. Team Piper, roll the intro. Roll the intro. She's like the future of web episodes and web shows. I've been so excited about this day because we're here with two of the coolest guys in the cartoon universe. Hi, I'm Dan Povenmire and... And I'm Swampy Marsh. Hi, Dan and Swampy. Hi, Piper. Hi. I've been so excited about today. This is totally awesome. Oh, we're excited too. We've been looking forward to it. We're fans. So, Swampy, how'd you get your nickname? I'm guessing it has something to do with your last name. Yes, it did. I got it when I was living in England, and because of my last name, people that I knew tried to call me either Swampy or Boggy, because which a bog is, is like a marsh. And I, I got really upset one day and told them nobody was going to call me Boggy because that was kind of a stupid name, and after that, everybody very pointedly called me Swampy. And then my friends back here found out about it, and I've been swampy ever since. Now I kind of like it. I've heard that you've had a couple musicians in their family. I have. One or two. My grandfather was a band leader who used to play with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby and Dean Martin. And his name was Les Brown, and he had a band called the Band of Renown. And he had a song called Sentimental Journey that he recorded with Doris Day. And my uncle, his brother, used to play in the band. And my uncle, Les Jr., is now taking over the band. And he's also a singer, and he used to be on TV, too. Awesome. How'd you end up in jolly old England and back here today? Uh, I had a friend who was working and doing a show in England who wanted me to come work on it. And he asked if I'd come out there and, and do his show for two years. And I did. And I ended up staying there for almost seven years working on all different kinds of shows. I like England. I even like the rain a little bit. It was nice and cold and weathery. And it was fun. And I got to learn how to say uh, boot and bonnet and lift instead of trunk and hood and elevator. We saw pictures of your kids. Do they like watching the show? They do very much. I have I have a daughter who's 33 and a son who's seven, almost eight, and I have four grandkids. And they all like watching the show, a lot. And my, uh, my two daughters, one of them is a little too young to, to watch the show, but I have a three-year-old and she loves the show and she loves to, uh, she, she loves to hear me talk like Doofenshmirtz. She says, Daddy, make the deuce and smirt noise. Is Little Einstein's a tough competitor for your daughter? No, but, uh, but she still likes Dora an awful lot, so sometimes it's a toss-up. No, my, my son, about all he watches is either Phineas and Ferb or, or Mythbusters. He really likes Mythbusters because they blow things up. How do you guys know each other? Swampy and I were writers together on a show called Rocco's Modern Life back in 1992. 
Sam three years we ago, a, lo- a long time ago. When we were younger. Before that, we were we were both artists on The Simpsons. Can I go now? Uh, for third season, and we uh, we enjoyed writing together so much on Rocco that we decided to create a show ourselves that we could continue to write together w- with, and that's how that's how we created Phineas and Ferb. It just took. 16 years or so to get it made. We found that we had very similar senses of humor and we both liked music and we both liked writing songs for the cartoons. So we hung together and really liked working together. And now we're lucky. We get to work together all the time. No? No? You don't want to talk about the sh- songs you <laughs> want to sing? Wait, you told me you liked Busted. Yeah. That's, that's a fun song. Is that your favorite song? Uh, I like Kitsu Kitsu Koot also. Oh, good. I think we wrote that in a break between two meetings. We wrote the Gitchy Gitchy Goo song. That was one of the first songs we wrote for the show. Yep. The Gitchy Gitchy Goo song. That and the theme song and the Perry the Platypus theme theme were the first things we wrote. Oh yeah, I like the Perry the Platypus song too. How does Perry do his voice? It's an actor named D. Bradley Baker, and we have no idea how he makes that noise. It just it comes out sounds. of his throat somehow. <laughs> but it is a human being making that noise. <laughs> Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. All I can do is go. You know who yeah. does it really well <laughs> is the actor who plays Ferb, Thomas Sangster. Yes. Does a really good carry. He's. Yeah, I think the, we're very of all impressed. the cast members, other than D, Thomas is the best. Yeah. Thomas was in Nanny McPhee and was also in Love Actually. I love Nanny McPhee. Well, he's the he's the older son, right? Yes, in, he is. In, in Nanny McPhee. What cartoons inspired you to create Phineas and Ferb? Uh, we both uh, had a had a big love for a show called Rocky and Bullwinkle when we were when we were young. When we were about your age, we used to watch a show called Rocky and Bullwinkle, and it was done sort of as an anthology in that there were there were several different stories going on at once. So we wanted to create a show that would have several different stories going on at once, but they would all connect at the end. And so uh, so that that was sort of our main inspiration. Humor-wise, we, we grew up with watching a lot of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, and we really liked the Warner Brothers cartoons a lot. So that's where we get a lot of our humor. But uh, our inspiration for Phineas and Ferb was Rocky and Bullwinkle. There we go. You've been nominated for some awards that I'm too young to even know about. The Annie and the BAFTA Award. Yeah, the Annie Award is an is the animation award that's specifically for animation. It's like the Emmys and the Oscars, but just for animated shows. Because the animated shows don't get a lot of love at the Emmys and the Oscars. And the, the BAFTAs is the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, which is kind of like the uh, the Academy of Film and Television Arts here which is where you get an Emmy, but over in England, it's called a BAFTA, and we were nominated for that. And you've been nominated for Emmy Awards, too? That's right. Uh, Swampy and I are now twice-nominated uh, Emmy songwriters. We, we were no- nominated for two songs. We were nominated for Best Theme Song and also for Ain't Got Rhythm from the Dude We're Getting the Band Back Together song. Can you guys sing one of them for us? There's a hundred and four days of summer vacation before school comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for our generation is finding a good way to spend it. Strange that we were both in different keys, but Let's stayed in the same key yeah, that we both started in. <laughs> I thought you were harmonizing, <laughs> so I kept going. I know, it was, it was almost working, but not quite. Mm, maybe building, building a, a rocket, rocket or, finding or finding a mummy or climbing up the Eiffel Tower. 
discovering something that doesn't exist, or giving a monkey a shower. Bom, 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 bom. Surfing tidal waves, creating nanobots, or locating Frankenstein's brain. It's over here! <laughs> Finding a total bird. Painting a continent or driving our sister insane. As you can see, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff to do before school starts this fall. So, so stick, stick with us, because Phineas and Ferb are going to do it all. So stick with us, because Phineas and Ferb are going to do it all. So you guys actually sing that? No. no. no that's uh, We got professionals. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we got real people to sing it. That's uh, Jarrett uh, Reddick from Bowling for Soup is singing that. It's Bowling for Soup is a is a rock band that has several wonderful songs, and we we were big fans of theirs. And we said, hey, can you can you do the theme song for us? And they did. Cool. Dan sung a lot of the songs, and he sings all the songs that Doofenshmirtz sings, as well as some others, and, and I've got to sing a couple of songs. I, I sang a song as Candace in one episode. Did you see the episode uh, with the circus where Candace's voice gets all low and scratchy? Yeah. That's my voice when her voice gets all low and scratchy. <laughs> E-V-I-L-B-O-Y-S. That's me singing. I was wondering if she did that. No, no, we couldn't get her low, voice low enough. So, so that's just me pretending to be Candace. It sounds really good. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was a lot of fun. Whoa, we're out of time. Just like Doc Brown. We have so much more to talk about with Dan and Swampy. But that's not all. We have some big questions with Doofins the Major Monogram, too. Wait till you see what happens when we take issue with some of their antics. Here are some previews from the second part of our interview. I got a couple of questions I want to ask Doofinsmirt. What do you want to know? Do you guys do the casting for your voices yourselves? Larry the Platypus is an incredible master of disguise. He's my nemesis. It's just this this uh, yin and yang thing we have going on. Oh, great googly moogly. See you real soon. We should do the whole Piper's fix and then we should do the whole thing again tomorrow. That was my question. I came up with that one. Yes! We put her in the middle so she wouldn't have to get up and walk around. Okay. Done. Hey, where's Perry? 